afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, uh, your podcast for all things uh, music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Gary Lucy. How you and doing, Pat? And this is Rock Solid. Pat, you look sexy today, you're unshaven. I know, I was going to shave, and then, then I figured I'd shave later tonight for when my lady comes home, I'll be really nice and smooth. Oh, nice. Has she been, uh, has she been on the road for a long time? Uh, no, she just works later today, and then she'll come home and we'll get in bed and watch Breaking Bad. Ooh, and uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Watching that, uh, and then after that, well, then we'll get bad. <laughs> we'll start breaking bad. We'll start breaking bad. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, uh, how's how's Rocktober been treating you? Rocktober is good. I saw I saw Nick Lowe at Largo oh, on Friday man. night. How's that? Uh, that's good, except they don't like when the, the ticket says eight thirty, and then you get there, and then oh, there's an opener, and he's going on at nine fifteen, and then Nick Lowe goes on it. Ten or ten thirty. Oh, man. but he was—he uh, was great. It was just him and guitar, and phenomenal. I mean, I love when someone can do that. And, and the sound that he got out of the guitar—you know—you you almost feel like you're hearing like a, a full band. It wasn't just like, wow. uh, yeah, it was—it was great. And then he—he uh, he signed my uh, Labor of Lust album afterwards. Excellent. He was in, changed his shirt and came out a, a nice English gentleman. And uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a great show, really great show. Uh, did you did he did, did he tell a lot of cool stories and stuff? Uh, he did, and he was talking about he just got off tour with Wilco. Oh, he, he goes, yeah, I've been opening for Wilco. He goes, and and everyone's uh, everyone's been giving me a lot of love. He goes, but uh, but I'm really nervous about tonight because uh, uh, you guys are, are really my people. <laughs> you came out to see me. The Wilco people, they're not my people. He goes, they they were nice to me, but you're my people. Oh, that's great, and, man. Yeah, yeah, so he was cool. Good for you. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do something about these starting times, these uh, shows. Uh, at least tell me on the ticket. Say doors at eight thirty, opener at nine, headliner at ten. At least tell me. And then, but I'm gonna show up five till ten. Exactly. But well, but then they want to sell you some drinks. But Largo really doesn't have a bar. That's true. It's just they just, they just want to make you wait. Cookies and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, man, it took a lot of cookies and coffee to get me wired <laughs> but, but then you're you're ready to go what uh what, are, what are they what do they got there like uh oreos what do they serve they like a homemade uh, peanut butter Ooh. a homemade uh chocolate chip rock out and, uh, oh i know what else is uh, good for october i wanted to say that the battle of the feet has been won by chicken foot Oh, Chickenfoot debuted at number nine on the Billboard album charts, and Switchfoot not in the top two hundred. USA, USA. <laughs> so, I, uh, Lunkhead Rock wins. I've actually I've done my fair share of rocking, but I I also like to get a nice early start on my taxes. So I've been having a H and R Blocktoberfest <laughs> this whole time. Do you really do your taxes early? Kind of early. I'm still. I'm it's still good working for you. On last it's year's good. taxes. But uh, wait a minute. Now yeah. this goes against what you just said. Yeah. No, well, <laughs> there were some issues. I, I'm in jail right now. I'm doing this by phone. But was uh, there an audit? Not yet. Oh, have you ever been audited? No. Knocking wood yeah, so many times. Wood. It's the worst. Have yeah. you been audited? Yeah. Some people tell me it's not that bad. It's not that bad. We just we just handed over to like this accountant guy, and then just like he he told us we like, we just paced in the waiting room like expecting parents. Yeah, I think everyone. I think when everyone hears audit, they think that they're going to go to jail. Yeah, and yeah. It seems and, and it's like and like look if Woody, if Willie Nelson didn't go to jail, we're we're small potatoes <laughs> compared to yeah. anyone who really has money, right? 
Ah, you never know, though. The little guy, that's who they stick it to. Ah, the man. Yeah. Boy, this is, we're off to a rockin' start already. <laughs> we got taxes, going to bed early. Yeah. It looks but, like you got a magazine in front of you. Oh, that's, that's going to be for our, for our quiz. But first, okay. uh, are you ready for another not-so-great moment in hip-hop history? <laughs> sure, let's do it. And uh, 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 the silent partner, Matt Belknap, is here. He's going to cue up the music. Yeah, this is uh, from 1998. Uh, when you think about hip-hop, you probably think of Joe Pesci. Oh, I do. Charm, one chick's brunette, the other was blonde. I heard their father sat stocks and bonds. So I whacked them both and left them floating in a pond. Custom made clothes from head to toe. Catch Joe at the fight sitting in the first row. Everybody follows when I'm ready to go. No need to show off, they already know I'm a wise guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. This guy is a one trick pony, and no matter what he does. <laughs> It's the bitches that'll get you, Pat. <laughs> talk about a guy who has issues with being short. Yeah. And is trying to overcome that his entire life. I just, man, do I, I you know, yeah, casino, fine. Oh, Goodfellas, fine. But all right already. The super. I don't, not so good. I don't need to see any Joe Pesci again ever. Because <sighs> he, this guy in real life thinks he's a hard ass, right? Yeah. What was he? Three foot two, uh, with the toupee. He's like three with four. With the toupee. Yeah, no, how do you rock that toupee and pretend like you're not? And and the bad surgery. Now he's got the eye. The eyes are all up and just uh, what a what a hump. Yeah. But <laughs> this uh, he put, he put out an album in like '98. It's called like Vincent Laguardia. He was he was doing a Chris Gaines kind of, but then but then he's talking about Joe on the Vincent Laguardia something or other. And uh, it's kind of like it's like if. Um, it's like a Louis Prima meets Slick Rick. Yeah. There's like a lot of like story songs and uh oh there it is. Yeah, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini. Is it all rap, the whole album? No, it's kinda like a big band kind of story songs, okay. kinda like racy party record kind of thing. Like is uh I think there's one called uh, Take Your Love and Shove It Up Your Ass. But then there's a who rap. buys that? Just just Goombas, right? I like to yeah, yeah, just I guess I don't know, his fan base. Pesci Nation. Yeah. <laughs> As much as I hate that, there's there's one type of music I hate worse than that, and that would be the the, the music of Billy Bob Thornton. Ooh. So, um, <laughs> but uh, J- what, what was I, I was going to say something about the the Pesci, and then I forgot it went out of my head. Oh well, but anyway, that was that uh, was interesting. That was fun. Great moment in. Not so great moment in hip-hop history. Uh, so uh, we got a great topic for you today, uh, but uh, uh, it's, it's uh, what is it? It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's songs that we thought should have been hits. Should have been hits. But before we do that, are you ready for a game? I'm ready. Okay, this is... Uh, I'm a ready. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I know. Pesci leads All right. in. All right, Paisan. I didn't have time to like prepare a regular uh, game, so I got uh, we have the new issue of Tiger Beat. Got the Tiger Beat ha- holding up there. And, uh, Matt, if you want to get in on this, this is going to be... Uh, we're going to find out what is your rock star destiny. So this is kind of like a, flo- a flow chart thing, so I'll keep track. So uh, we're going to uh, start with this first question. Um, singing in front of my BFFs is easy or hard? Uh, easy. Easy for Pat? Easy. Easy for Matt. Okay. I love being the center of attention. True or false? Uh, true. False. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, Pat. Um, my friends would describe me as crazy and fun or down to earth? Um, 
I'm your friend. I'll, I'll say I'll answer for you, and then you answer for me because okay. we're friends. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say crazy and fun. Okay, some fans and, in here. Uh, I was saying, oh, uh, down to earth. But actually, that's not Matt's question. He gets. Oh wait, I get another different. Yeah, you get a different oh, one. Because, oh, we're, oh, we've broken off. We've broken off. Yeah. Branch. Okay. okay. Uh, Matt, um, I like performers who get the crowd singing along or on their feet. Oh man. I, I don't know that those are mutually exclusive, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, I go on the feet because I hate when the crowd sings along because then I want to hear the singer. Yeah, that's a good answer. I'll, okay. I'll go with that. Now you guys have rejoined. Oh, good. Back on the thing. I'm always taking fashion risks. True or false? False. Um, <laughs> false. Um, um, I'd rather wear blank eye makeup, sweet and simple or funky and wild. Wait, what? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll get sweet and simple. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I want it to be subtle so people don't actually know. They go, wow, you look good, but they don't know I have makeup on. Uh, so that would make um, Matt funky and wild? Okay, yeah, I'll go funky <laughs> and wild, obviously. Okay. So, um, well, I don't um, – Pat, you are a Selena Gomez, <laughs> and uh, Matt, you are Kesha. Yes. So there you go. I think this is pretty TikTok accurate. Tick on the clock. Gonna <laughs> let the beat drop. <laughs> I think that was pretty accurate. I, uh, yeah, that's, uh, Kesha's the rock goddess. Just like Kesha, you love glitter and were born to rock. You're fearless and know how to make the crowd go wild. Rock on, sister. Kesha, and, uh, Kesha's on the new Alice Cooper album. Oh, is she really? Yeah, they have a song together. Oh, nice. Well, you are uh, Selena Gomez. You're not a total rock queen just yet, but you're on your way to stardom. Keep performing and you'll be a fan favorite like Selena Gomez in no time. I can't wait to break away from the scene, though, and just go solo. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of being like Selena scene. Gomez in the scene, man. I like to think of myself as a shy starlet uh, Taylor Swift. I have the talent, but still need some work on my performance skills. But like Taylor Swift would say, I should never give up. Practice makes perfect. How come we have to be chicks? And why are they taking down the one who sold way more albums than the other two? It's ridiculous. Look, this isn't scientific. In fact, it's racially biased. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out. Genderly biased. Hey, also, on the, I want to say about the album chart this week, a couple of, uh, a couple of things that have re-entered the chart. Uh, Nirvana, Nevermind, oh. back in the top ten, and also... Um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Back again? Well, because it was uh, they were both reissued, uh, oh. uh, remastered, deluxe editions, all that kind of stuff. So, man, some old favorites back in the chart. A chart anomaly. I know. Man, did you uh, get any either of those? No, but I did buy. Uh, I did get. Uh, I got Chicken Foot, and I got <laughs> I got Pink Floyd's The Wall, which also reentered, but not in the top ten. Oh wow! They they did like a big remaster on all the Pink Floyds. Yeah, the whole the whole catalog. I'll be damned. And they have like a deluxe edition. Then they have like an, an immersion edition, which is like Ooh. five CDs and five point one audio mix, and it's just crazy, crazy money out there for the for the old stuff, uh, revamping it. I'm gonna get that remastered. Amagama. It's it's out there. All right, fantastic. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, talk about this boy. This talk about a category that's like peeling an onion. There's just like where does it end? I know songs that should have been hits because I it could be there could be songs that were released as singles and then didn't do anything. Or I took a lot of songs like off albums that I thought, wow, this should have been the single. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. well let's let's hear where you, where you started off on this. All right, I started with uh, uh, Supergroup. Want to call them a Supergroup? Maybe, maybe not. Sub Super uh, from 2009, a band called Tinted Windows. Okay, with uh, we got the uh, the singer from Hanson. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, What's somebody Hanson. Curtis Hanson. I know what it is. Taylor Hanson. Mm-hmm. We have. Uh, 
Jim's James Eha from Smashing Bumpkin, Bumpkins. Smashing Bumpkins, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, even worse is uh, before we started, I called him uh, James Ahi, like Ahi. <laughs> so um, we got uh, lightly seared. There you go. We got Adam Schlesinger from uh, Fountains of Wayne, sure. great songwriter, great pop songwriter, and uh, on drums Bunny Carlos from Cheap Trick. Man, and uh, they had a self-titled album, and uh, the whole album's good. Um, none of the songs charted, but uh, this was one of my favorites that I thought could have been a hit. It's called Can't Get a Read on You. That's just fun. I mean, that could have been a hit, uh, you know, on, on Radio Disney even. That could have been one of those Selena Gomez type hits. I think this album could have had a little bit more crossover appeal. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because I've, um, you know, I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of songs on Radio Disney that I'm like, oh, that, that's, 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 that's an okay song. So I think this could have fit in there if they, if they wanted to go that way or wherever. But um, Yeah, and it's, and it's got that Radio Disney-like controlled rebellion right like, uh, exactly <laughs> exactly controlled rebellion but uh, wild bit. yeah the whole album's great so four generations of uh pop tune pop tune smithery there yeah but, really man that's amazing tinted windows tinted windows Rock 2009 uh matt could you start this one this has a little bit of a ramp up and i'll just like talk over it like a like a dj um you remember a couple weeks our friend uh jenny lewis the uh the uh, child actress and yes. she did the uh, handle with care uh cover this is her day job uh, rilo kiley great los angeles band and uh this is uh, maybe the best song in 2005 not a big radio mover but i will uh let's listen and then i'll uh, talk about it after all righty Okay, Pat, so let's, uh, re- I'm going to review that uh, chorus with you. It goes, uh, I'm bad news, baby, I'm bad news, I'm just bad news, bad news, bad news. What, what do you suppose the name of that song is? Good Time Charlie. Good, that's a good guess. Bad News? That, that, would, that would be a better guess. Mm. Uh, that's called Portions for Foxes. Oh, okay. So I, that's, that's got to be a stumbling block when you like, maybe you hear it on the radio and you say like, do you have that Bad News, Bad News song? And like, no, never no. heard of it, sorry. So I bet, I, I'm sure the... That, what, is a, that is a big stumbling block. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I mean, that's, come on, man. But I, I'm going to tell you what, that, I, what album was that from? It's called More Adventurous. What, what year? I just want to say 2005. 
I have to check that out. I love that. Is, cool. is, is the whole album like that? It's really cool. Is There's, all her stuff like that? I would say so. I, I think I think they have yeah they have like uh, I think four or five albums, and I think you'd. Uh, Maybe I'll make you like a mix, like a, a children's guide to Rilo Kiley. I'll bring that in. I for would you. like that, and then, um, <laughs> and then, what's better, Jenny Lewis solo or the Rilo Kiley? Uh, people have their the different preferences. Uh, this is a little more rocking. Hers is a little more rootsy, and uh, so maybe I'll, I'll throw some of that on there too. Man, I, I like that a lot. Up the speed. Oh, I'm glad you like it. That's what we do here, at Rock that Solid. Is excellent, making friends, expanding horizons, expand our horizons, Pat. I'm going to jump to 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, an artist named Jesse Mallon. Oh. He used to be uh, in a group uh, called Degeneration, and this is from his third solo album uh, called uh, Glitter in the Gutter. And this is uh, this was released as a single, and there was a video, and it didn't uh, didn't do much. It's, uh, it starts out a little mellow, and then uh, and then uh, a friend of the show is going to jump in in the middle of the song and and help Jesse out a little bit. So listen listen to uh, Broken Radio. Oh, I can't wait. Your baby loves you more than you know Raised on rivalry and rock and roll Moving to the mall to see their soul She lets go on the radio Yeah. Some say that she missed the boat, but she just blew the bridge. The angels love you more than you know. Raised on robbery and rock and roll. Moving to the mall to see their soul, she takes over. Gonna pick up here just a little bit. I don't know where to end the clip, so we'll just end it there. Uh, let's let's do a little uh, act out. I'm gonna be Jesse Mallon, and uh, I just want to do it by myself. But then Bruce shows up okay. at the studio. All right, guys, here we go with uh, on the radio. We're gonna do. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, hey. hi. Uh, Hey, hi, Bruce. Uh, How's it going? I was, we're just about to. I don't. I don't want to interrupt, but I just. I, I gotta say, I, I love. I, I love this broken radio song. Oh, um, that means a lot to me. You're such a such an uh, idol of mine. Two, three, four. Oh, Angels love you more than you know. It's okay. We got it. You don't have to. <laughs> Raise up. You mind if I change a couple of lyrics here? Raise up, big man. Rivalry, <laughs> I don't want to say Scooter sex. bad man on the river and uh, the girls and the chicks in the cars. Let me know when you're done. I'll be down in the car. <laughs> uh, so, um, if Bruce wants to be on your song, you just let him. Well, I. <laughs> I, I, the, the story is Jesse Mallon thought, wow, this sounds like a, something Bruce would sing on, and they called him, and uh, yeah, I'll come down. I mean, one of those deals, he just comes oh. down. Oh, so Bruce just didn't know how to say no, maybe. He was just like, uh, come on, hey, would you yeah. be on my... <laughs> I'm a little busy that day. But, but uh, <laughs> I love some of the lyrics in there, like the one lyric, and I don't know if I am if I'm, if I even know what the lyrics mean, but one lyric is, uh, uh, stomach, aches, su- stomach aches Sunday, and books we never read, and that made me think of like... 
uh, schools on Monday and I didn't do homework or I didn't oh, do a report yeah. and I'm feeling not good, you know, just that pit in your stomach. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the video's great. I'll post the video after the episode goes up and, uh, and the whole album's great. Again, Jesse Mallon. And it's not all, it's not all, um, slow. There's, uh, there's some rocking songs on the album too. So. Evocative. Nice. Jesse yeah. Mallon. Uh, my next, uh, pick is a band from San Francisco who seemed like they were going to be, they seemed like they were going to be the next third eye blind. Grateful, <laughs> Grateful Dead? Yeah. No, it was, uh, late nineties and, uh, they, they just had all the buzz in the world. There was, uh, like, a, like a big, uh, um, Poptoberfest down there, like, and they, and they were like, they like headlined it above all these bands that went on to much better success. And they just kind of blew up on the launching pad, but they have some great records out. They're uh, called Creeper Lagoon, and this song is called Big Money Struggle. Do me some good and I'll pay you back next week with a photograph of a beauty queen. They got so much of mine, pretty green. I just sent down. Lagoon, their their guitarist has maybe the coolest rock and roll name I've ever heard. His name is Sharky Laguna. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> oh, Sharky Laguna. And what was that song called? One more time. Uh, it's called a uh, Big Money Struggle, and that was that was from 2000. After it was kind of obvious that the, that the ship has sailed, but that was kind of like their parting shot. But uh, they have a great album called uh, "I Become Small and Go," which is uh, just full of pop classics. So yeah, you can't go wrong with Creeper Lagoon. Now, so far, um, we were, were pulling songs that we like or songs that we thought should have been hits. But uh, the past two albums I did, I recommend the whole album. Do you also recommend the albums that these are on? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, for sure. I, right, think, cool. it, I think it's good listening. Uh, now, uh, in doing this, I tried not to um, uh, touch on, on bands that I've talked about before, but mm-hmm. one or two did creep in. That's okay. So this song is uh, from 2006. Uh, this was the band's comeback album. I think it was 12 years in between albums or 10 years Hmm. and uh, 10 years. And this is from the Gin Blossoms, uh, an album called Major Lodge Victory. Mm -hmm. And it's called Learning the Hard Way. And you can hear that they haven't lost a step. So a couple of kids were uh, planning to uh, to get out, run away, and um, learning the hard way. They're going to learn some lessons on that road. Boy, and that uh, sounds like the Gin Blossoms. It sounds that. like the Gin Blossoms. It's got, the, it's got some tambourine in there. It's uh, you know got the jangly guitar, the drums I like, and uh, 
And uh, I recommend that whole album, too. But they learned themselves some lessons, I think, the hard way. They, they did learn some lessons. Uh, people are going to love you, then they're going to like you, then they're going to forget you, is what, <laughs> is what their lesson is, unfortunately. But yeah, I... Uh, yeah, that's what I love about about you and your and your musical taste. You're like uh, you're like the uh, you're like a Labrador Retriever of rock. You are there. <laughs> you are like you don't stray away. No, it's, it's like you are you are there to the bitter end. Come on, man. Yeah, it's great. No, it's cool. I like it. And you know, I think that that was probably just a couple er, er, years too early for the '90s revival. They could have been catching in on. I know. So anyway, it's hard. I know. It's like uh, when are they going to be able to jump back in it? Probably never. But. Uh, <laughs> But keep trying, guys. Keep trying, Jim Blossoms, because you know who's going to be there? Pat Francis. I'll be right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's a group I wish they would come back. I try, I try to avoid, like, uh, you know, willful obscurities and stuff. You know, I, I try right. to, like, pick things that are, that are available. This you can hunt down if you're persistent, and I'll, I'll send it to you if you want it. This is, like, this is maybe, like, the, the, the Creeper Lagoon of the early 80s, like the big San Francisco band. They thought everybody was going to go bananas, and uh, they just, oh, they had the... They had, you know, the look, they, they had the sound, and, you know, just any show you went to, they were like the opening act. Uh, it called, <laughs> they were called Yanks, and uh, they went nowhere. But uh, this song <laughs> is, uh, is, uh, is uh, one of my favorites. It's called I Don't See Her Anymore on Rock Solid. And Masterson on the lead vocals and guitar. I think there's some some clips on uh, YouTube and on uh, YouTube and um, if you uh, you can check them out. They look they look like kind of like a cooler, like a more handsome replacements or something like that. They're like you know how, how did these guys miss? But uh, are the replacements ugly? Well, you know they're not they're 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 they have you know. I thought Paul Westerberg was uh, isn't he okay? They have more charisma, you know. But these guys have more like you know chiseled like kind of like the Strokes or something like that. Kind of more like good looking like like that. But anyway, I think right. I'm, I'm not. I think I'm revealing too much about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kiss the Strokes. Oh no! <laughs> I want a stroke to the Strokes. What? <laughs> what? The Strokes. That's a cool tune. A lot of the, we're we're going a lot of the songs today are of the jangly. Uh, Upbeat, yeah, drum sounding songs. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, we probably have like a wheelhouse, and these are all yeah. Made. Today, yeah. We, we we have a thing in our head that makes us think, hey, that's that's, that that makes a hit song. This- that's something that people don't like, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next pick. Here we go. This is one of my favorite albums of 2010. Uh, young band out of Chicago. This is their first album. They're called Bad City. Ooh. The album is called Welcome to the Wasteland. Oh yeah. And if you ever thought that the heavy metal sound of the hairband 80s could maybe come back and be done even better. Uh, you got to listen to Bad City. This song is called Take Me for a Ride.
This is my longest clip. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. You just don't know where to start and where to stop it. That's fantastic. No, it's... Uh, but, uh, yeah, Bad City, Welcome to the Wasteland. Love it. Love it. I could not stop playing it last uh, summer 2010. It's crazy. That ain't just bad. That is Bad City. And it's like... Uh, it's not one of these bands like Steel Panther who is <laughs> who's trying to right. mock metal and yet pay an homage to it at the same time. Yeah. You can tell that these guys, for some somehow, they're young and they somehow like that music and and that's what they wanted to do and uh i love it yeah i don't like that trying to have it both ways in or out guys do you love it or do you not like it yeah don't try to make some money by being a faux you know band a hair metal band either do it or because you love it or don't do it the darkness for him or again him you know what i think i don't like the vocals but i but i like the music wrong they're good Okay. <laughs> no, no, they're good. No, a, I like the yeah. music. Like when I hear the music, I like the music, yeah. but I don't know if I like his vocals. It's too, it's too high. It's too. I don't know. Oh, so like your part where it goes, I believe in a thing called love, but you don't like the part that says. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, that, I, that is where we differ. <laughs> you like that part? <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's not Freddie Mercury good though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 Exactly. To me. Yeah. Maybe to you. Yeah. Maybe to me. Uh, next up here, uh, why, don't you, why don't you start this one, Matt? Because yeah, this is another long lead-in. Uh, uh, of course, we know "Pumped Up Kicks," probably the big uh, breakout song of this year by Foster the People. Everyone hates it by now. That came out last summer, around the same time as this song by yet another San Francisco band called the Limousines. And uh, I thought, ah, Foster the People's okay, but this Limousines, this is going to break through. Listen to this. This is called uh, "Very Busy People." about the lyrical content on this it's a puckish uh, commentary on the times we live in but <laughs> but sure like you know the kids shooting themselves about sneakers that's fine we'll listen to that but just you want to think about the strokes and uh, touch yourself that's like all of a sudden you're off base i mean i don't know if i like that in my music all right i like it in my personal life <laughs> i don't know if i like it that's true you like to keep things separate in my music <laughs> i don't know what to, i don't know i don't know what, how to comment on that song it sounded well, i'm trying to think what it reminded me of it was, uh, was me like, I don't know, some 80s OMD kind of thing. Yeah, something. maybe that's it. Yeah. But, uh, maybe that would have been it. Maybe, oh, maybe it reminds me of like, uh, uh, we're, we're going to the high school dance in a John Hughes movie. No, okay, and we yeah, just, sure. The doors open to the dance and we're just walking in and that's what, that's what, uh, that's what James Spader hears. Definitely. Exactly. They have a, they have another song called, uh, uh, uh Internet Killed the Video Star. 
So that's you know that's the whole thing. They see themselves as like you know they're they're just taking a uh, a cross eyed look. Do they really have a song called Internet? Yeah, the video yeah. star. Yeah, that's like. Is it just like the Buggle song? Uh, no, it's their own thing. You know, it's like all uh, right, all right. Anyway, all right. Well, strike that from the record. Move, moving on. Hey, uh, so uh, most of my stuff so far has been in in the current. I mean, maybe the bands aren't current, Jim mm-hmm. Blossoms, mm-hmm. but the, the music was current, 2006. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean to talk to you about that. So this one, I'm going back to 1992. Oh, okay. This is, uh, I think we can agree, this uh, lead singer, this solo album, mm-hmm. he's the lead singer of one of uh, the most influential bands of all time. This all right. is Roger Daltrey. Oh, okay. I was going to say Goo Goo Dolls. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Roger Daltrey. Sorry. So Roger Daltrey. It's his last proper solo album from 1992. The album is called "Rocks in the Head." Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the single. He sang it everywhere. He sang it on Letterman. He sang it on Regis and Kathy Lee. <laughs> he sang it. I'm serious. I saw him sing it everywhere. Uh, it was a great song. I don't think it charted hardly at all. It's called "Days of Light." Fridays, waking up the gates of heaven. The weekend starts at seven. We get 48 hours of fun. Five days, working on the line for five days. Time to change the look on my face. I'm waiting for the start is done. Maybe feeling tired. Maybe feeling But I just, I love that song. I love the album cover. Roger still got the curly, oh. long locks and uh, looking young. And um, uh, yeah, that's a great album too, Rocks in the Head. It's it's one of my favorite Daltrey solo albums. Oh, that's just on. a fun, At poppy. this point, he, he must be in the Flaxen Main Club for men. That can't be him still, can it? Uh, you mean the um yeah the, the hair the, color yeah no no just the hair just yeah the long flowing uh, well, he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have long hair anymore but no that's still oh. all his ha- that's still his hair he is he's an amazing genetic specimen he, he, do, like he is I mean he lo- he looks uh, he looks great for his age mm-hmm. uh, live vocals a little R- Roger has some tough nights right now but um, but I I hadn't heard that now is there is there anybody notable uh, in his band or writing songs for um, anything or the doing guys that? in the band uh, Ricky Bird. Who was uh, in uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts? Okay, uh, Tommy Price, who's played with um, with Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and, and with um, and he's played with Scandal. All right, <laughs> and he's played with uh, Billy Idol. But um, yeah, it was a it was a he formed a band. This put this band together, and they wrote and recorded all the songs together. And it uh, you know it was great. I feel bad for Roger because Pete writes all the songs, right. so Roger kind of has to tour and do stuff to make money, where Pete can just sit back and and get all his money off the. Uh, yeah, off the CSI, the CFI, CSI, CSI thing. You know, yeah, I get a feeling those two don't hang out. Probably, um, yeah. I think Pete is probably an intellectual and, and views Roger the way he viewed him when they were kids as uh, the guy who wanted to fight after having some beers. Right, right. And, and I, don't, I don't think he's ever let that go. But at this point, I think, uh, like, well, you know, that's not a cool. That's not some something I want to listen to. But uh, before, so I'm glad I heard it. But it seems like Roger's like, oh, I could make me a solo album or. Oh, go down to Color Me Mine, paint up some pottery. You know, it was like <laughs> right. one of the two. One of the two. Ah, hit, hit yeah. the studio. Why not? <laughs> it's definitely poppy, but uh, <laughs> but his voice is sounding good on it. 
Cool, man. Thank you, Pat. Uh, I'm going to go all the way back to a year called 1969. Whoa. Yeah, what? that's right. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> I said it. Uh, this you probably- can't get a better year than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is probably Brian, Brian Adams wrote a song about the summer of that year. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> this is probably the most successful song that we'll hear today. This made it to number fourteen on the charts. Wow! But time has passed it by. Uh, it's uh, a group named after uh, a phrase in an Aldous Huxley novel. No, it's not the Doors. But uh, this—I don't know why this is. They they shouldn't invent a number higher than one to like you know that that's what this should have been on the charts. This is. I know I'm prone to hyperbole, but this is probably the greatest song of all time. How many okay, how many albums does this band have? Just the one. Just the, okay, okay, okay. I'm excited. Uh, they're called Bubble Puppy, and this is Hot Smoke and Sassafras. And this um, one's number 14? Yeah. In the summer of 69. Yeah. Check it. of sassafras many things will come to pass pat <laughs> <laughs> that uh that wasn't unlistenable <laughs> why isn't that uh why why do you never hear that on k i don't know i i agree with you if they if they just <laughs> slipped that right in and, and and didn't say if they just called it some hey this is uh this is the them you know or just called them whatever this is a uh, jefferson airplane yeah. from 1960 you wouldn't know you'd just go hey i never heard that song i'd have to look for it is that available on iTunes? Doubt it. Definitely. No, yeah. Oh, Bubble, it is. I, I, I would guess. I didn't look, but yeah. Yeah, Bubble Puppy. Bubble ask, Puppy. Ask for it by name. Who's in Who's in the band? Uh, it's just four guys from Texas. They, I, I don't think they ever really did anything after that. But, yeah. Very psychedelic. Very psychedelic. Matt yeah. was up. Matt had a. Matt was up. He had a. He had a. <laughs> he was he had a, a macrame shirt on. <laughs> he was. Is that such a thing? Grateful Dead uh, spinning. Yeah, it was great. A lot of panning in that. I like that. Yeah. All right. There you go. Oh. <laughs> Check it out. We are now going to uh, leave 1969, mm-hmm. and we're going to come to the present day, to 2010. Okay, almost. Uh, this is <laughs> this is close. Mm-hmm. This, is, uh, this is an artist I've talked about before, but this is uh, her first offshoot project. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Chrissy Hind, oh. and this is her first non-pretenders. She's mm-hmm. never done a solo album, mm-hmm. and uh, she's only done pretender stuff, but she did an album called JP, comma, mm-hmm. Chrissy, mm-hmm. And the Fairground Boys. Mm-hmm. And this was a, an album she did with a guy named J.P. Jones, who is uh, about 30 years her, um, her junior. junior. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wrote a whole album called Fidelity. Uh, they met and they fell in love. And even though they know that it's not going to work mm-hmm. because of the age difference, because right. eventually she'll be 70 and he'll be 40 and it's just, it's not going to work. Right. But for now... They're in love. It's a cool thing. And so they wrote a whole album and they toured. And this is from the album Fidelity. Uh, We're going to hear J.P. Jones. uh, We'll start and then Chrissy will come in. It's a song called uh, If You Let Me. Uh You don't want me to come in. You better let me. 
and uh, the whole the whole album's cool. Every song uh, kind of documents how they met and how they uh, what they feel is going to happen. And uh, there's lyrics. Uh, Chrissy Hines sings. There's lyrics like you know when I was on stage doing this, you were doing this. You know, so yeah. it's it's a it's a cool album. Tells a story. But the songs uh, exist on their own too, and uh, I really love it. That sounded sound really neat. It's it's really poignant, you know. It's like I I remember hearing them like doing interviews when this was uh, when this album was out, and it was uh, I, I think maybe like the like the real fire part of the romance was over, and maybe they'd even broken up and right. moved on. And, yeah, and, maybe. And uh, she was like. She was like a little bit bitter about it. She was just like she was still like kind of sad about it. Well, she's getting that young tail, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, Every time uh, I see the Pretenders in concert, her stage patter is always like, uh, you know, hey, I'm looking for someone, uh, you know, <laughs> looking for someone, uh, you know, forty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's looking because to her, hey, I want a forty year old. I think she's fifty five, fifty six so. now. Jeez, join E Harmony, man. Get a get a. Uh, Come on, she should be. Do female rockers have male groupies? I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. I don't know. Like, you know, could I have shown up at a, at a Bangles or a Go Go show in the eighties <laughs> and been with some ladies? I doubt it. That reminds me. Do you guys, uh, producer Matt, jumping in here? Uh, is this important to the world of rock? Did you guys follow that whole Sinead O'Connor is looking for a boyfriend? Oh, I, I heard tell of that. How's that working? It was insane. Well, I don't know because she she went into a private. She, she was on Twitter just saying, "Hey, I'm looking for a boyfriend," and also I like it in the ass. That was like what? what? <laughs> one of her criteria. Oh my goodness. Um, but then she's like, "I'm getting too much junk, so I'm making a private Twitter account." But oh. so like I've uh, I've lost touch. But it was it was very sweet and it was kind of. Of uh, oddly engaging to to watch a pop star, maybe even just a former pop star, uh, just very um, vul- like being very vulnerable and, and wow. uh, yeah, it was. I mean, look at her blog; it's SineadOConnor.com if you want to get the whole story. But it's, it's crazy. Interesting. What I do is I show up on a date with Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. I, I whip out a picture of her and I tear it up right in front. Ooh. Of her. I go, that's <laughs> what I think of this date. <laughs> she probably likes it. Is there any? Uh, <laughs> you know, you know. I uh, speaking of older women, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, uh oh! Breaking me off a piece of that Helen Mirren. She's pretty. <laughs> There's those pictures of her on the internet in a bikini, and yeah. I'm like, "All right, yeah, there you go." You know what? Uh, speaking of luck, you know what I heard the greatest predictor of of uh, success of a couple is it uh, uh, not like uh, you know similarities in like religion or music taste mm-hmm. or background or anything like that. What is it? Do you like horror movies? Oh and boy! If, if you both like horror movies, I'm, looks like I'm going to be breaking up today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to break it. My wife does not like them at all. <laughs> Gets scared, creeped out. So only people who like horror movies can make it last. Or do you mean they, you, you if both, they both don't? You or both they, don't, or you both do? Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, you're not doomed if you don't like horror movies. Like, yeah, mixed marriages can work. But if, like, uh, maybe, like, just like if you're first dating, like, are you saying that I, my wife and I have a mixed marriage because of this? <laughs> Yeah. She does like thrillers. She likes thrillers. All right. Well, that that could work. But not like uh, not like yeah. slash their head in and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Nobody likes that torture porn stuff. No, like, no. Uh, yeah. Eli Roth owes me money. Could you imagine like if uh, – what's your favorite movie? Oh, Saw 3 for sure. All right. End of yeah. date. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Although the first movie we saw ever on our first date ever, we saw Seven. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and my wife, uh, my wife uh, was uh, had read that for the studios at the time, and, uh-huh. and she she kept telling me she goes, 
yeah, I don't know if this is going to be a good date movie. I'm like, no, it'll be like hand-holdy and, you know, ooh, she was, it's not that kind of a creepy movie. And uh, she was right. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, no, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt, you could uh, start this uh, if you want to. This is as a long lead-in. This is uh, uh, 1994, I believe. This is some, uh, <laughs> this is some Britpop that... Uh, didn't get over like Oasis because because it was good because it was good. <laughs> it's called uh, the name of the song is King of the Curb by Echo Belly, but Curb is spelled the British way with a K and an E. So I think that was a stumbling block for like Curb. What the hell is that? Is that slang for weed man or something? But anyway, I like this production. Is that a girl? Indeed. It's like a Hindu babe. Like a uh, East Indian... Uh, yeah, exactly. There's that drum we like. There you go, Echo Belly. I like that, I, and I like that we're giving love to the ladies today. We've had uh, mm-hmm. we've had uh, Chrissy Hind and this chick, and you had um, Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie. We spread it around. We like it. Yeah. Um, how many more do you have left? Because I, I, I have. I want you to end it. I have three. Three. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, Matt, how are we, we doing cool? on time? Okay. All right, we'll okay. just keep going. We're here. We're here. Why not? Um, this is an album from 1998. Mm-hmm. This was uh, another band like the Jim Blossoms that had. Uh, a peak, and then hmm, then people just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, uh, from an album called Candy from a Stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Soul Asylum. Oh, and this song is called No Time for Waiting. No, no, it's enough. Slept with Winona Ryder. <laughs> it's on his resume. It should be. <laughs> Chorus. No time for waiting. Candy from a stranger. Where did it go wrong for Soul Asylum? I don't know what happened. I don't. I th- it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those. They had it out Mountain 2006 too, which is phenomenal. And I and they still play shows, but I don't know why. I, don't, I wish I knew why some bands, like, why does Bon Jovi sell out the Staples Center and Soul Asylum would probably play the Roxy? I mean, it's crazy. I have a theory, uh, but well, then you said Bon Jovi, and it kind of blows the theory out of the water. Uh, well, but, that's that's like the, that's a real big exception of the rule. But uh, I was going to say, like Dave Perner, like that that hair was not sustainable, like the hair like he right. had in the eighties. But then but look then at he, look at Bon Jovi, he yeah. like he 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 is is Bon Jovi he more? He grew, of, he changed with the change in times. Is it because Bon Jovi is he more of a businessman, and Dave Perner is more of an artist? I mean, I don't know. 
Mm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, but well, he's a Bon Jovi is quite a businessman. He is the Arena Football League. He was, uh, he had and, yet, a team he, in that. and he's also a philanthropist. I can't say the word <laughs> philanthropist. Don't get Here's Paul Stanley the, saying that word. <laughs> um, I give it to the Thilder Institute. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, he he does a lot of charity stuff, tons of charity stuff, and he'll and he's willing to tell you about it. <laughs> he's not one of those guys that behind the scenes about no, it either. He's no. front and center, telling you the good he's doing. Why help people if you can't show off about it? That's right, and that's that's what he does. <laughs> right. That guy's dealt too much of a good hand, though, right? Oh Jesus Christ! I mean, he's got the the hair, good chiseled, good looks. He, they let him act for a while. <sighs> Sells at the Staples Center in two thousand. Eleven. Hey, you know, but he paid his dudes. He had to. He had to work. You know, as a teenager, sweeping up at the record plant. Yeah, and, is- <laughs> and he'll be happy to tell you that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> All right, Gary, your turn. Oh, that's right. no, 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 John. Well, Johnny, you, yeah, you're right. No, Tommy used to work on the docks. <laughs> I was telling this guy he knew, but uh, well, I'm about to do a little charity now. I'm about to give this next artist the rock solid bump. <laughs> this might be the this might be the most uh, press that this artist has ever had. I don't even know who the artist is. Probably so it's a, it's just one of those guys, just like the uh, one of those power pop guys that just never got over. Uh, this uh, he, he had he had an album uh, produced by. Um, <coughs> Jeff Emmerich, who uh, engineered all the Beatles uh, records, and uh, he just never got there. This is uh, uh, Tommy Keene and Places That Are Gone on Rock Solid. Listen to these 80s drums kicking. <laughs> Compression. That is 80s drums. <laughs> Uh, he has a recent compilation that uh, I think I think you can get it for, for like five dollars on Amazon, and it's like forty songs. It's just you know just all these uh, pop nuggets that uh, he just never never got over. Tommy Keen. That um, I love that drum sound. I was trying to think of all <laughs> the bands that I love from the eighties that, that had that drum sound. Not not for their whole career, but like maybe like. From like an eighty-five to an eighty-eight, that yeah. was the drum sound. That marshmallowy, boom. yeah. That everyone that everyone had. Oh, so awful. Uh, okay, we're gonna jump back into for me two thousand ten. This is a band I've talked about a million <laughs> a million times a million times. Uh, this is uh, uh, from an album called Eureka. It's Rooney's third album. Oh yeah. This was uh, this was the song that was released as a single called "I Can't Get Enough," and it's awesome. like how you move If I was staring it's because I'm in the mood I'm down with your love Come on, hold out your hand I'll take you where I'm going You wanna see the promised land I tell you yes You tell me no I ask you why You never let me know You close your eyes I hold you tight But it's no surprise I got nowhere to go 
love that band. When's your When's your birthday? My birthday is uh, February twenty second. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can get Rooney to play at your birthday party. <laughs> you you are you love you some Rooney. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Robert Schwartzman has a solo album coming out uh, in November. Which oh. I got to assume it's going to sound like Rooney. Yeah, he's going to cut those Rooney losers loose. <laughs> you guys are holding me back. Um, and then they'll have to tour like <laughs> they'll have to tour by themselves, but they won't be able to use the name Rooney, so they'll call themselves like what do they call it? Looney. Looney, exactly. Yeah. They'll call themselves Rune-esque. But um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just love Rooney. The uh, there's um, there's this new TV network called YouTube. And there's a show called the. Dig- Wait a minute! Yeah. I think I've heard of this. <laughs> Me and Pat worked on some shows for them. And there's a show called the Digivangelist. Did you work on any of the Digivangelist? I did not. I only worked on the X Files stuff. The Digivangelist is a guy named Christopher Coppola, brother of Nicholas Coppola, Nicholas Cage. Oh no! And he looks just like Nicholas Cage crossed with Steven Seagal. Does he have hair or no hair? He's got a schmata on, like a little Steven uh, thing on. So I'm going to presume no hair. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he's got a big fringy jacket, like. Uh, oh my god! And uh, and he goes around and he. Yeah, he he made like some movies, but anyway, he he's that uh, guy gets a show. Jimmy Pardo can't be on TV. I know exactly, but but it's ridiculous. It, you know, one of the episodes uh, it's about him shooting the video for Rooney. So like their their version of um, uh, what's that Beach Boys said? Like Little Saint Nick or something like that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, so yeah, check your local listings. All right, on there. Yeah. That, that a Coppola clan. They uh, stick together. They get to do a lot of stuff too. My uh, last pick is a fella from. Uh, this is from 1977, and uh, this is another one of those things like that. Like that Dennis Wilson uh, solo album we heard a while back, uh-huh. where it's just like one of those things where like record collectors have been like like uh, salivating it over for years, and finally it got like the reissue treatment, and you can uh, get it anywhere. You could uh, hit this one, uh, man. It's got a little bit of a lead in. It's um, it's a fellow named, named uh, Van Duren, and uh, he actually tried out to be in Big Star, but he didn't pass the audition. But he had a couple of uh, cool solo albums, and uh, there's a there's a nifty song called Oh Babe. Should have been a hit on Rock Solid. goes like that it's like kind of a eric carmony yeah bad fingery sort of thing uh, van duren i like to refer i like to think of him more of eric carmen than of bad finger because oh, yeah. i've spoken before oh that's right you're not down finger. i'm not i'm you're only down, down with <laughs> five bad finger songs my uh that was good i like that cool man um my next one now we're gonna go way we're gonna go 1980 and I had uh, I had talked about Nick Lowe uh, earlier in the show because I just saw him. Yeah. And uh, this is a band called Rockpile. Sure. And this was uh, Nick Lowe, Dave Edmonds, Terry Williams, and Billy Bremner. And um, four promising solo careers bite the dust. Yes. Was the uh, and uh, exactly. And um, to explain Rockpile is uh, they were a band, but they could never record under the name Rockpile because um, Nick Lowe had a solo. Um, contract with one label mm-hmm. and Dave Edmonds had a contract with another label so they would just record Rock Power would record okay this is going to be a Dave Edmonds album and Dave will do all the vocals but it's our whole band oh, okay. and, uh, and that's what they did for three albums two Dave Edmonds solo albums and then uh, Labor of Lust and Nick Lowe solo album and then they finally got to make their one and only proper Rock Pile album called Seconds of Pleasure and this is a song called When I Write the Book 
remember Like it was only yesterday Love was young and foolish Like a little child at play But oh how lovers change I never dreamed out easily Get to the chorus. For now, I'm just a shadow. I like that little. Yeah. Where I used to be. Playing some video games back there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when I write the book about my love, it will be about a man who was torn in half. About his hope and ambition. Wasted through the years. The pain will be written on every page and tears. That's cool, I, and I love rock power. They're really hard to pigeonhole because it's it's rockabilly, but mm-hmm. it's kind of power pop, and it's kind of new wave at times. It's kind of a little bit of little bit of everything going on. But yeah, I, I kind really of that pub rock music, pub rock, exactly. Thing. Yeah, and, and I uh, I totally enjoy that album. That's on iTunes if you're looking for yeah rock pile. That, that um teacher teacher that teacher was teacher's yeah, great so good and um, yeah love it. Nice. Love it. I think we did a good show this week. I think we did a good show, I'm gonna too. I'm going to pat myself in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pat you in the back, Gary, and I'm going to give Matt a little... I'm going to give him an, an okay. I'm going to add a boy. That's what I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him one of these... Oh, Gary, that was a... I think people know what you did, right? Yeah. Do I need to tell him? <laughs> no, I think they don't. Gary took his hand, uh-huh. <laughs> made it like a gun. Yeah. Not like you would do in uh, in improv class, because that's yeah. not a gun. This yeah. is a gun. Uh-huh. This is a gun. Like this. Yeah. But Gary... That so uh, I held it sideways though, like uh, oh, it is too society. Oh, style. you are you are because <laughs> I'm a gangster. You're badass, like Joe Pesci. We are oh, <laughs> the Pesci. Hey, that's our show. Uh, we'll be coming at you again next week. And to play us out, I want to um, want to play something from uh, the new Bangles CD called "Sweetheart of the Sun." It's called Anna Lee, and then in parentheses, "Sweetheart of the Sun." Uh, Bangles are back. This is a really cool '60s vibe on this album and I love the album from top to bottom so here's uh, The Bangles from 2011 I'm Pat Francis I'm Gary Lucy thanks for listening like us on Facebook thanks Matt